0: Hey guys, welcome back to the IkeCast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike.
1: Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I'm hoping you guys are having a pleasant Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be very fair, another mostly eventful week. Uh, A few things sort of happened, uh, big sort of changes, and then international news, a whole bunch of uh, larger scale stuff occurred.
1: Right. So, um, you know, Chris, there's a couple of um, topics I want to touch touch up on before we're going to our happy place, right? Yeah. One is um, the COVID and vaccination and impact on the supply chain. Um, the other one is, uh, I wanna talk about this influx of fake COVID-19 um, vaccination cards that are hitting the market. Um, that's gonna be really important, especially with um, borders opening up and more travel being allowed. Um, right. Um, so that was, and I want to, I want to touch on, um, uh, two other topics. One is Afghanistan and the other one is, um, the census results and, um, you know, yeah. a really cool tool that I just came across so if anybody, um, you know, has a wherewithal time curious, you know, our curious Georges, um that's a really cool thing that I just came across but let's dive into the first part which is right. um COVID and vac- vaccine vaccines. so here's um you know we've talked about this before should there be a vaccination passport or confirmation and uh, we're, you know what as countries are opening up, it it's gonna be more and more important to have if you have had a vaccine card get your vaccination card together now that always, you know, when there's um, some sort of restriction and people who don't want to follow the right rules, um, what you see is, you know, this type of thing happening. There's a black market that, or a market, uh, you know, um, that arises that is, you know, that uh, tries to service that, that group, right? Who doesn't want to do what they should do, not only for their own safety, but the safety of, um, society. That being said, that's a, the, I've been seeing more and more about us border agents seizing thousands of fake COVID-19 vaccination cards. And in fact, this isn't the second time. I mean, I read an article earlier, this, um, this week as well, where, okay, so a lot of the universities and colleges are requiring that returning students be fully vaccinated. Right. So the students are showing up with these fake cards as well.
0: Uh, I mean, <clears throat> definitely when you consider just vaccination rates across the world, um, not everywhere has easy access, right. And it's becoming a necessity to have this. But also there might be a segment uh, definitely among <clears throat> certain third world nations where they are vaccine hesitant. OK, right?
1: so if I could just interject there, Chris. Um, so when you're uh, I can speak for the U.S. When you're coming for a because I understand that, you know, the the re- travel requirements. Yeah. Uh, when you're coming into the U.S., um, you're obtaining a visa, you are part of your process is to show that you've ha- you've been vaccinated yeah okay so uh, the you uh, have you know vaccination cards or the use of fake vaccination cards are happening domestically it's not happening with incoming
0: okay uh i mean definitely when it, uh in early especially in the pandemic the use of fake covid tests was a thing right right <clears throat> and I, I think there the, the eventually will be you know At least I can imagine it from say like anti-vaxxers in the states still wanting to travel abroad, right? Trying to develop fake, you know, COVID vaccine uh, passports, right? But immunization records, I think, are going to be very secure once you know an international standard is applied for them. I know that the federal government in Canada is already working on uh, immunization standard for uh, all across you know Canada using you know individual provincial. You know, uh, health records to to build this sort of digital de- database, right? <clears throat> right. And used specifically for, you know, the it's it's designed specifically for international travel, right? Individual provinces will have to determine their own mandate if they want to have a vaccine passport for, you know, intra-provincial, uh, you know, public services or, or whatever they they choose. I I know the the province of Quebec has instituted a uh, uh or is starting to put together uh, just a province-wide vaccine passport there and I, I i hate the term vaccine passport it's sort of like just the normal nomenclature it really should be called an immunization record it's something yeah. that we already have it's something that we right. all have to apply to to just use basic services like even the public school system you know um <clears throat> the vaccine mandates have existed for a very very long time you know barring religious exemptions which i believe in some places are very very hard to overcome because public safety uh exemptions would override religious ones
1: right and i want to i i want to also add here in you know when it comes to um people having um you know, I think there's, you know, people are going to be, oh my God, that's privacy. There's a infringement on my right to privacy and stuff like that. Uh, I want to point out here in the US, and I'm, I know that, you know, the same is there when it comes to um, definitely the first world countries, right? Uh, uh, the privacy laws are pretty strong uh, in terms of one's right to privacy. So in the US, we have something called HIPAA. yeah, Okay. And what HIPAA does is it, it establishes uh, the rules for when uh, one can have their uh, medical information disclosed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I want to, and um, HIPAA by the way, stands for health insurance portability and accountability act. Okay, And it, within it, it ha- sets the standards and the privacy and security requirements for the transmission, electronic exchange, or privacy and security of health information. So, you know, anybody saying that, oh, no, that means that's, you know, my my records are going to be everywhere. No, your records are not going to be everywhere. They're, you know, you are covered. You're supposed to be covered under um, HIPAA. Okay. Obviously, there's exemptions, prob- mm-hmm. you know, and I would... I think we're going to see more litigation under this um, this act uh, in terms of uh, privacy. But uh, you know, we all, Chris, you and me know, right? The catch-all for whether one is for any overreaching is, you know, um, the you know what is the, for the good of the country, yeah. Right? yeah
0: the public safety and public yeah. uh, health are very very strong uh on certain rights right um right. you know like people talk about absolute freedoms there is no absolute true absolute freedoms in the united states or anywhere there are qualified freedoms you know direct threats right. of violence while our, while this speech right is prohibited speech right, right? <clears throat> um you know uh you know libel is you know you can't just straight up lie about someone's reputation and harm their reputation in the process. You know, the example of that is, you know, what's going on with the Dominion uh, voting machines, right? Yeah. And how, like, the case against Mike Lindell is able to go through. Right. Right. Um. So there are qualifications to to you know all protections and all rights, and part of you know and an exemption to certain rights is public health and public safety, right? Um and here is a definite public health emergency. Uh I mean that's why all these mandates were allowed in the first place. And now people try to either attack the validity of the actual threat and you know, over six hundred thousand Americans have paid for it. Uh and right now we're even in a further state where vaccines pretty much all across the first world we're leveling off in vaccine uh uh and, and people just getting their shots and the reasoning is is mostly the people who everyone who wants their shots has gotten it and those right. who are trying to get you not getting it are are staying
1: away right but I I'm actually hearing there's a resurgence for resurgence again for vaccinations for those <laughs> who did not get it the first time around because of the dental variants. Or oh, and the additional variants, and you, we've got the Delta variant, but we also have the Lambda variant. Lambda yeah. variant originated out of Peru, and we're gonna have more and more of these mutations.
0: Of course, it's and it's definitely going to be. I mean, the thankfully the vaccines are working for their you know intended use and working against COVID you know nineteen, you know like the base virus and and then mostly all of its variants going forward. Um, yeah. And we need to. Like you know, just ensure we get as many shots to reduce the chance of you know further mutation. But uh, you know, it right now it's it it really has become uh, uh, now the pandemic of the unvaccinated, because the vaccinated populations are really really safe. There's very few breakthrough cases. You know, you know fractions of a percentile are are yeah. are cases that actually break through. You know, and infect or further infect you know uh, people who have the the uh, the the uh, vaccine and then even further the hospitalizations from the vaccine are not uh, uh with hospitalizations from people who have the vaccine are non-existent right? right right uh you know it's 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 a very clear case of of you know strong very very strong you know science that has, has led to uh you know a good protection against you know ostensibly the largest pandemic that's happened in the last century um yeah and yeah the only it just sucks that the only way around it is to to you know do the due diligence get the shot and then and wait but you know unfortunately there are definitely those who don't want it uh the states you know in the states the states that are mostly you know extremely conservative and vaccine hesitant are are getting ravaged in Canada are very very conservative and vaccine hesitant state of Alberta is 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 getting a huge upswing uh they just they recently announced that they were you know like no longer going to be testing people that's insane right like if it's like if you got the if you if you got sick or whatever they weren't going to actively test people and everything at the
1: hospitals let's let's be very clear this is at the medical facilities this is not testing for flight or travel or some other reason this is if you're in the hospital and it looks you need treatment. They're not going to test you for COVID.
0: yes it's, it's, Then how it's, are
1: they going to treat you? I mean, that's like medical malpractice. So
0: it's 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 it's, it's, it's a little complicated, and really is, is what it is is that they're just essentially saying, all right, it's no longer really a thing, so we're not going to be actively tested Like you come in, and then you know the first thing is not going to be you know a test for COVID, right? That's going to go through the, the the rest of the gamut, and then you know hit hit the COVID thing up. But they, they quickly reversed that with the Delta variant just taking hold again in that province. You know, like they took away mask mandates, right? Uh, like, Alberta is just, you know, falling apart uh, because of, you know, poor and mismanaged leadership. Um, uh, we're probably expecting an election very soon up in, up in Canada uh, because of, uh, you know, essentially all this around. But I don't think it's the best time for an election, uh, especially during a Delta variant surge um especially because it might you know deter some people from voting right um you know of, of going out there and while voting in canada is incredibly easy um and there's not really any wait lines really ever i mean i've never had to wait more than like a few minutes to vote um mm-hmm. you know uh it, it's and pretty much all voting stations like if like any like public school is a voting station Right, it's uh, just getting to vote in Canada is extremely easy and it takes no time. A little bit, uh, but we do have voter ID laws in order to to vote here. Right. Uh. Right. And generally speaking, it, it's very easy to to get uh some sort of photo ID. Um. Right. We, we we have even just general photo IDs not attached to licenses or anything. You could use uh, a health card. Right. Um. Just a photo ID with your name and uh, you know birthday on it. Um. And then a proof of address to show that you're within the, the, the area. But nevertheless, what the, the, the point being is that, you know, this, this pandemic, right, is now in the unvaccinated, you know, populace. The unvaccinated populace is among the first world, you know, populations who are vaccine hesitant and among the third world populations who are having a difficult time obtaining vaccines. Um, right. And because their governments have you know drop the ball on are unable to actively afford it and you know the COVAX program which was supposed to help you know uh provide vaccines to other nations has been generally very very weak on this process the I I, I still believe the uh the the patents are still uh, active for all these vaccines yeah so they're not you know opening the patents so that you know other company uh, other countries can start you know making generic versions um and so yeah we 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 have um like and that that leads on to that knock-on effect and the knock-on effect that's going to apply is that these you know nations that are not vaccinated have a major issue coming up in that we rely on them for a lot of the manufacturing of our you know superconductor computer components
1: okay so let's talk about that so uh you know some of these countries it's not that um chris that they don't didn't have the access to the supply I think there was a level of hubris involved, uh, in that the first round, look how good we were in terms of being able to combat it. And now the variants being so much more, so having Sorry? so much more, that's okay. Um, having so much more, um, you know, uh, what's the uh transmission transmissibility yeah Uh, sorry i i i had a mind stutter um um, (laughs) in that thought right like just to get like taiwan is one of just as an example right like taiwan is one of those places where we get a lot of the high high high-end manufacturing Mm -hmm. um if you look at it as of august their um their population uh total first dose was 38.6 percent and then but fully vaccinated was only 2.8 percent right so that means that they just started vaccinating because of you know the the variants and i'm pretty sure you know what i don't think taiwan's going to have the same problem as the u.s did in terms of getting people vaccinated because they had no problems putting on masks yeah right
0: Taiwan had to deal very, very harshly with the SARS epidemic,
1: right? A while back, and and even Chris, even Vietnam. I'm sorry, I, I know you want to talk about, and I'm gonna let you finish your thought on on um, Taiwan, but even Vietnam, right? they um, they're fully vaccinated is 1.2 percent, like that, and percentage of a uh, and. You know you think about it and it's like that's crazy and if you even just look at it from a global perspective the percentage of population fully vaccinated globally worldwide right is 23.4 percent.
0: that's actually a lot higher than i thought it would be um generally speaking i know that no the but COVAX that's programs... the, the,
1: but, but that's being led by you know the west europe and the west right but if
0: you look at the places that now we we look at it let's like what is the reasoning for why the the third world doesn't have vaccines or is not as vaccinated as the, the first world i think it's very very clear it's access right it's ease very 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 easy access to vaccines that and they mostly control the process of 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 development of these vaccines right uh and and production you know and they got first dibs. I, th- I mean, the, the entire COVAX program to, to give vaccines to the third world is woefully underfunded uh, and woefully limited. I believe they only had like, you know, a few hundred million vaccines, right? That that doesn't even cover some of the worst vaccine it hit, it, sorry, worst COVID hit areas on the planet. Yeah, but,
1: right. But, Chris, we have to, you know, you can't just say accessibility, right? I think it's also the, um, the types of vaccines, right? So yeah. uh, I, I want to uh, put out two more stats, Australia, New Zealand, they're considered to be first world, right? Yeah. Uh, or part of the Western world, um, even though on the East. Uh, New Zealand, 20.2% fully vaccinated New Ze- uh, I'm sorry, did I say New Zealand? I'm sorry, I meant Australia. Twenty point two percent. New Zealand fully vaccinated seventeen point three. That's a really low number, right? Yeah. For I think it and also again, might it's be because access. there was. I don't know. I think Australia um, and New Zealand
0: have a hard time getting stuff in general. Like okay, but, yeah,
1: but part of it is, and uh, no, uh, there's um,
0: and none of them. They don't have New domestic Zealand manufacturing. government,
1: right? But New Zealand uh, just that uh, they're said that they have acquired um let me see what did they say that uh, they have secured enough Pfizer vaccines for everyone in New Zealand age 18 and over
0: okay so hopefully they get them uh quickly enough but uh similar issue that happened with Canada because you know in the early part of the uh, vaccination period uh the U.S. was quickly outpacing everything that we were doing I mean you guys got crazy vaccinated way before we ever did Right. Right,
1: But part, part of it was, you're absolutely right. Right. The reason why we were leading in numbers is because whoever wanted to get vaccinated, they're like, give it to me. Mm-hmm. I want the shot <laughs> tell me when <laughs> like, yeah. and you know and I had talked to friends and clients who were like we got up at three o'clock in the morning and scheduled an appointment like I you know I met somebody who helped me you know with setting up my office some more and she was like yeah I got up at three o'clock in the morning to, to have an appointment it was there was, a, there was a you know level of urgency to get the you know so that we could get back to normal as much as possible and then we hit and i i think when biden came in I, he was committed to 100 million vaccinations within the first 90 days and he was way ahead of it
0: yeah he almost got to uh 200 million uh, yeah and then know, he almost doubled there his was a slowdown yeah the, the general slowdown is, you know, that 30% of the population that, you know, generally doesn't want to do it. And, you know, in Canada, we all, we have that, you know, portion of the population, not 30%, but, you know, significant enough as well. There's going to be definitely about 15% of our population that will not want a vaccine. Um, and hopefully that leads to good adoption numbers. I know that they really want it to be as high as possible, right? The higher, the better. But um, I am, what can I say? It's... It, this this final stage of trying to beat this thing is trying to get ev- as many shots into as many arms as possible. Yeah. Right?
1: Chris, uh, can I give you um, I sorry, I just pulled it up. Uh, New Jersey's vaccination total doses administered is 10.7 million of which 5.4 million are fully um, vaccinated. Who live, work, and study in the in New Jersey, and we have a population of, I think, um, our general population is something like eight point three million. So, you know, the doses that are being administered in New Jersey are also for non residents of New Jersey.
0: Wow. So yeah, so New Jersey is even like just it's New Jersey just jumping arms into whoever just walks in. Right? Yeah, who this wants it? Be, yeah, you got Pennsylvania, it. like you know. New York, you can see, like, nobody's oh, just crossing over. Oh, you have a, a appointment available there? Sure, I'll take it as soon as possible. Right. Right? We are willing to travel, uh, at least initially. But now, you know, that knock-on effect of this, of, of the rest of the world that, you know, is not vaccinated and having to deal with yeah. the fact that, you know, like Iran, generally speaking, they're going to have a hard time securing anything, and now they're in their fifth wave. Like, we're talking about the fourth Delta wave. They're in their fifth. Like that's how bad it is over there, um, you know, with medical and, and and other sanctions that they have going on, right? Uh, I mean,
1: th- wow, you're right because uh, Iran just imposed a six-day lockdown to combat the fifth wave.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: it's it, a six-day COVID general lockdown.
0: Yeah, it's and so yeah, they're they're going back into lockdowns because of just how bad it's gotten, and you know that's an example of a country that, for no like no doubt right their issue is access right like that that country like fundamentally their issue is that they don't have the 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 the, the appropriate amount of access to these vaccines um and i think you know the knock-on effect with the supply chain involving you know the like, for it's going to involve a lot of stuff and hurt a lot of stuff. But one of the major things that we've seen, and I'd like to bring this back to sort of like you know the knock on effects in the supply chain about computer por- components and, and other you know semiconductors and superconductors. One of like it's one of the I, I, I'm going to bring it back down to almost like a base level here and saying that, like, why is it so hard to get an Xbox or a PlayStation? Right? Uh, never in history has it been like this hard to get yourself. You know like a major concert. no
1: i'm used to going into uh you know except for when it's like um um immediately released right yeah i'm used to like two months in going in and I'm like yep here it is
0: yeah and no this is like like you this is literally a situation where right now we're waiting on you know like we're waiting on like just like the world to get back to normal for production of 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 semi you know conductors to get back to normal. The issue that we're having now is that you know the, the, the production is not meeting it up. The production all around the world is is not meeting the demand. And the demand mm-hmm. you know because essentially working from home has become this new normal, right? That included you know a, a sense where you know we would have you know these like these computer components became even more and more important right yeah like and it we it, it's a strange situation where it's just this knock-on effect only you know made it worse and worse um like uh, like the, the graphics card market like i remember last year you and i tried to purchase a graphics card right right and the insanity of having it completely sold out right within right. minutes right. <laughs> right? Yep. right
1: um
0: and then the, the 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 horrible pricing and scalping there is on on all of these computer components and 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 all the problems that you know arise from out of that just all things you know together it's that there's a lot of um large-scale issues that have to be dealt with you know um i just i hope that you know like they the only way around it the only way to fix this is vaccines right if we want things to go back to normal it's you know people can't get sick or Mm -hmm. there can't be you know because to be very fair, it's like the world did not shut down for flus. That's because the flu is not going to, you know, we have a vaccine, right? And it's not, we're not going to overburden the hospital system. But this thing didn't have a vaccine. It was crazy infective and it would lead to an overburdening of the hospital system. Didn't have to be much, but it was enough. Right. right. And we're in a similar situation now.
1: Right. Interestingly enough, um, the World uh, Health Organization or was it the World Bank? Sorry, the World Bank. They had um, put out a a, a survey, right, of what people think is the most important factor ensuring fair distribution of vaccines, and um, what was voted was expanding vaccine distribution to low and middle income countries that's con- that's the most important factor in terms of fair distribution second would be increasing vaccine production to meet demand um third is building trust through education awareness because you know we just we have anti-vaxxers everywhere yeah and um and you know it doesn't stop at the at the borders of the countries and then overcoming logistical challenges is the the least concern but yeah, you're right. You know the big, one of the biggest concerns is expanding vaccine dist- distribution. Yeah, I think the, the production has been, you know, production is has been ramping up. Like one of the one of the reasons why the rollouts were the way they were was also because of production, right? Yeah. But we've also seen like some of these vaccines are not effective at all. And even um, countries, like they're looking at the, you know, which vaccines do you have? So you may be vaccinated, but it may not be um, the it's it may not be the the accepted vaccine. Right. Yeah. Um, So I am because uh, when I had come up to visit earlier in July, I think we had um, looked at what would be, you know, I looked at what was the um, acceptable what vaccine. was the acceptable vaccines and i'm trying to see if i can find that information again so in terms of acceptable these are the ones that have been that they're accepting so what's being approved in in canada is pfizer moderna astrazeneca the kova from india right and the johnson those are the the ones that they're distributing, but in terms of traveling into Canada, what's what's needed? When I traveled in, um, uh, uh, what was accepted was Pfizer, um, Moderna, AstraZeneca, but they were not accepting um, they were not accepting um, uh, the, the Covishield from from India, from India at the time. At the time. Yeah. But I mean, they were, they were uh, distributing it to their own, um, to their own population. Yeah. Right. Which I think is interesting. So and here in Canada, it's not that, so now with the restrictions that are lifted, it's not that you can't come in, but if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to do the quarantine. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have to self quarantine. And before you can do anything so whatever travel plans and stuff like that basically half your vacation if not all your vacation would be in quarantine if that was the case then why come
0: exactly it's like being in, right the it's the it, it really is is that for for Canadian expats you know get coming to Canada really was just getting stuck right in in um, in your house for a very very long time yeah um, But thankfully, you know, uh, the vaccination effort has made it so that this uh, it is now possible to to really uh, uh, to like even for vaccinated Americans. Right. They can come in without the need for uh, quarantine isolation for 14 days. Uh, I mean, when you and I had to do that uh, a while back. That was yeah, that, it that was, was in October. Tough. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah,
1: that was hard. Well, the thing is, you know what? It's not tough until you're forced to do it, right? Yeah. When you don't have the option, then you're realizing, like, damn, how bloody restrictive is this, right? Yeah. But here's the thing is, you know, uh, Chris, I don't think if we hadn't been restricted, we would have had an issue with it. But you realize, like, you want to go out when you can't go out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a...
0: Yeah, it's really, it's the minute that that you can't do something, all of a sudden you're like, I want to do it. Uh. Right.
1: And that leads me to um, another topic, which I thought was really interesting. Um, So I was just like randomly, you know, surfing, and um, I was on CNN, and CNN has come up with this like integrated map that shows the changing landscape of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I just sneezed. If <laughs> You guys didn't hear that. And, um, so, you know, I, I, thought it was really interesting because so what the, what the 2020 census revealed was that the U S has become a lot more diverse. So in 10 years, we've, you know, diversified even more and these interactive, um, uh, you know, uh, interactive type of, maps um, show like how insular or how diverse has the, um, is, you know, is your environment. I'm happy to say I live in a pretty diverse community, but I, again, it was like, cool. Um, but I know. Uh, a that nice they're also fun tool use, to play
0: with, right? Just yeah, to yeah, like, it really is. the demographics of your lo- living space.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, places that you want to visit too, for that matter. But yeah. it's interesting because, they are using the 2020 census well they it, it it'll be used to do some redistricting but i do believe that they're you know that um, certain states will use the census to um, enact prohibitive voting laws
0: um, yeah i mean every time uh, a census pops up there's generally one thing that will always occur redistricting and redistricting will always work in The favor of republicans mainly because in states where a lot of democrats controlled or did control they created independent uh you know nonpartisan uh redistricting um bureaus right right uh but in republican states it's quite the opposite they try to seek control redistrict gerrymander and you know uh, achieve you know guaranteed seats you know through you know through essentially you know guaranteed you know writings where they've cracked and fracked the vote up, you know, just so that they can, you know, ensure victory. Uh, part of that issue that arises is that, um, because of the census, what we've seen is that, you know, Florida has increased seats, but other democratic strongholds have lost seats. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but we've, we've said this before the messaging that the Democrats have is, uh, I mean, it's flawed because, uh, you know, this past election showed that Democrat initiatives were popular, uh, but they don't phrase it so that it reflects that it's a Democratic um, agenda. Yeah, it's right? one of those
0: strange situations where yeah. Joe Biden is called a socialist, right? When he is a, when he's essentially a moderate Republican. And because of that, you know, it's like basic, like very, very crappy simple ideas be seen as socialist and actual socialist ideas that are huge are 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 never allowed to be seen as all right i mean how is it that florida can vote for a 15 dollars minimum wage right which is on a democratic platform but not you know biden right Mm -hmm. like they overwhelmingly you know vote they overwhelmingly vote for this huge you know bernie like you know style of uh you know plan and and policy but totally you know just ditch biden on it um but generally speaking if you look at the democrats who lost uh they were centrist democrats uh yeah. and uh what can i say it's it's you know the 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 i just democrats are just the worst because they're they're poison pills unto themselves right uh they they really need to to, to figure out how to properly run a campaign right and Uh, until then man we're not going to have you know actual like a good um you know opposition and and even a principled opposition because we're not going to have you know good policy to go with it i mean right now the current like uh, let's try to like switch topics and get you know segue into like the the infrastructure bill that passed right right yeah the infrastructure bill that passed is you know while there's a lot good in it it's not that you know it's not that you know that that green new deal that everyone you know thinks it would be it you know there's a lot of giveaways to privatization right um and 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 essentially privatization of a whole bunch of stuff it is a very very significant infrastructure bill probably the most significant since the new deal but that's because there's been nothing since the new deal like this right yeah. Uh, and yeah
1: our infrastructure is like breaking apart
0: Exactly. And it's, you know, there's like, the I believe it's like, generally speaking, all across it, the infrastructure in the United States is given like a D rating. Right. And
1: uh, for a, for what's considered to be a, a first, first world country. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and the, you know, that of course, that's not that's that's definitely not something that that can stand. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is much needed. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just not enough. Right, and it's not spent in in all the best ways, but it's 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 there it there is still you know there is use in this thing. It's not complete trash, right? right. That's the problem. Uh, but you know, um, you know the the next big thing is the reconciliation bill that's going to have to go come forward through the budget. Right. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean this thing passed very well, even with a lot of Republican support, which was very surprising. Um,
1: yeah, I was actually surprised that Mitch McConnell had voted.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, in favor. It's, yeah, it's sort of I, and I think it's they, a lot of them did vote for it because of the, um, because of the cutouts to to business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that definitely was something that, that a lot of people were very happy about uh, and could get behind. You know, the the mansions and the cinemas of this world, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what can I say? Cinemas like, oh, like that's the biggest problem is like, the democrat like the problem with the democrats is is that there's a whole bunch of them that are secretly are republicans, right? <laughs> okay and that like you know like cinema and mansion like they like do they like they don't you know they don't... well
1: they they live in a conservative um environment right yeah. or communities which they feel they have to like
0: yeah they have this I mean... opinion that it's like hey listen they they need to be middle ground but it's like no it's, they voted for you on these on these very 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 simple grounds right they're not trying to like you need to 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 actually give them something right like like the the biggest betrayal is the georgia uh you know vote and how like all those people who voted and and flipped the state double right. for for right. democrats in the senate giving them the 50 50 and they weren't even given a two thousand dollar check right right you right. know like to me that's like why should you ever vote democrat after that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's it, it really that to me that part to me was shameful and, right. and and that's going to harm the Democrats in the future so much so that, you know, like, come like, come twenty twenty two, the the deck is already stacked against them and they're going to lose the House, right? And the minute they lose the House, right? It, oh my the, God! Then
1: we're going to go back to the insanity that we had prior to exactly because there was insanity. Let's face it with the. I mean, the you know, the, the partisanship that was happening prior to the dem- Democrats getting the house, gaining the house mm-hmm. was incredible.
0: Yeah. And, and there's just going to be more of that. There's like, is there going to be a way around it? I hope. I hope. But I don't know. And that's mm-hmm. the big problem right now is that, you know, the, the Democrats, they, they need to pull like a Hail Mary, bring something like bring something through, like, you know, get something to. To, to, to woo voters and, and you know wake them up out of it but you know they're, they're not in a good position and it's only getting worse and it, it what can i say this is gonna be another obama style flip two years in right mm-hmm. uh and right. and who knows what the the next election will be because you know, well i think they were
1: all... anticipating it because um i think though chris i think they were anticipating it That there would be a a flip because, uh, you know, historically that does happen to um, the, whoever the president is at the time, two weeks into their administration, the house does flip if it's in the other. Yeah, yeah. It's with the other, it, it will flip.
0: Yeah. And so the flip is coming, which means that policy is going to get, you know, ground to a halt, which means come. You know, the next election cycle, the Democrats are going to be in a worse position because Joe Biden is, is you know, he's going to reach that Reagan level of, like, losing his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala Harris is so wildly unpopular and hated and saying the dumbish stuff all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. That, you know, like she's not, like, that's not going to, you know, move forward in any meaningful way. And I don't really see an effective, you know, good primary candidate, you know, to go against santor uh, sorry uh desantis or or trump right Mm -hmm. like those are the two front runners um for a presidential election desantis and Trump, right right now right among the republicans and and yeah trump would love to come back and then just yeah dude would he win again a second time it is quite possible right like let's not ever think that it's not possible because it happened the first time because of apathy it can't happen again because of apathy it'll happen again because essentially the democrats let it happen right yeah um and so yeah uh what can i say like voter disenfranchisement the whole mail-in voting system right these important uh like like that's going to be huge in the future and then on top of that you know there's plenty of people who do not even believe that the the election was, you know, uh, held in in a legitimate way. So, I mean, how you right. how do you deal with those guys, right? That's right. the next big thing. Like, how right. do you deal with with like all those insanities? right? I don't know. And the,
1: yeah, uh, I don't know either. I mean, I think it's you know we're we need we need to be committed to do what we need to do, um, uh, in terms of um, maintaining the integrity of the electoral process. Uh, and then, uh, Chris, I want to quickly just, uh, move to our next, um, and last topic in the war room, which is the, uh, which is Afghanistan and the resurgence of, um, the Taliban, uh, which is insane. And, you know, I, I think earlier this week, um, earlier this week, um, there was, uh, I think, um, the, um, I think. The Afghani government had said that, you know what, uh, they need help and it's uh, the responsibility of the U.S. and um, other nations to assist them, to help them against this resurgence. And I I agree with Biden's response. At some point, you got to learn how to do this.
0: Um, I mean, this is one of those clear situations where, like, the media has definitely been pushing for this. Like, you know, th- what's going to happen to Afghanistan? They're just going to, you know, like, the Taliban's going to take it back. Is the withdrawal a bad idea? The problem is, is that this withdrawal is a long time coming. And the United States can't, you know, the longest war in U.S. history can't continue on forever. Right? No. Um, there's okay. not allowed to be this continuation. There's not allowed to be this movement and, and, and continual, like, you know, moving of the goalpost. Right on right, on right. on what's going to happen and on how to deal with this this issue, if the Taliban take over the country that quickly, let's face it, they never really you know the the opposition. They never force. really
1: loved, right? They yeah. were never they you know what, they were the the liars that you know we we all suspected that they were, yeah. right. Uh, and everything that so you know I I think the reports are in those cities that they're taking control, they're going back to you know women have to wear burqas and they're no longer allowed out of their hinds. The same you know bullshit from before. Yeah, and, and you know it and I, you know they hide behind you know the Quran allows them to do it. Bullshit. I you know what the Quran does not tell them to do that. They. Yeah, we've talked about this and um i think you know what I, I think they need to really look at what um the the quran says because uh, you know um
0: religious fundamentalism yeah. I, I would say the quran does mainly because the hadith allows for it and while that's not directly in the quran it is the words of the prophet which allow for it and that's the that's the the, the scriptural basis for their belief, specifically of the burqa and the niqab and all and things of that nature but i i still think it's wrong but the problem is is that these people want it you know it's like we can't it's like the reason why it's able to do it is that these people thrive under it it's you know it's sure there's a pop a segment of the population who hates it who is oppressed who doesn't want it there's also a segment of the population that tro- totally loves it and this is the religion this is the basis of their religious identity right And ideology right and the fact that it was able to sweep in and then clamp everything down so quickly right um it's, it's one of the things it's like uh, uh, iran used to be a very 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 liberal liberal place right but what happened was that you know the the only way means of dissent and debate were restricted and left entirely to the mosques which spread further conservatism and religious fundamentalism right then created the islamic revolution there to the point where mm-hmm. now they have an iron grip of control because you know the the, the very very dictatorial secularist government you know, left it to, to that position where they festered, you know, resentment within the religious community. And these are religious communities. They're, they're extremely religious communities. Yeah,
1: but, uh, Chris, I, I mean, I've just, really, you know, and I did a, just a quick search. The burqa is not part of Islam. It's a part of Muslim culture, but it is not part of the teachings uh, within within the Quran yeah it, like yes, I said it's, it, it's it's
0: not it's not in the Quran it's in the hadith but the hadith is 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 specifically oral tradition of of, of Muhammad right right um, no
1: but but even then it they don't say burqa what they say is both men and women need to um, dress modestly
0: okay yes. And what's modest for a man is different for a woman. Uh, they they get to determine what that is. I, I'm not I'm not defending it. I think it's horrible and disgusting.
1: No, no. I know you're not defending it. I'm not. I'm not sighing to what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> no but funny.
0: I'm. I'm. I hate the. I hate the argument myself. But that's the problem: is that these individuals, you know, they they, they, they use their religion in, in the the way that it best suits them, and they are well aware of its of its extent or not. But. You know, it, the Quran is is like any other book, filled with freaking contradictions, right? Uh, contradictions upon contradictions, and yeah. and you know, all in all, it's it's just one of those it's one of those documents that 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 falls victim, you know, significant victim to um, the essentially whoever, whatever you know, school of thought is in play right now and you know whether it's sunni shia or wahhabist right now the 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 state of play is of a more fundamentalist approach um and we have to remember use the word fundamentalist not extremist because they you know the the you have to remember the the they are adhering to these very 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 hardcore fundamentals of the religion right it's it it would be a lie to say no no no, it's it's only the extremists who have that no it's the the if you have an issue with fundamentalist Islam, it's because you have an issue with the fundamentals of Islam, right? Mm -hmm. If you really break it down, but that's an issue of modernity. That's an issue of, of moderation, right? In, in the Islamic world and the need of an Islamic reformation, the same way that there was a Christian reformation. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, but that is something that the Islamic world needs to figure out on its own right and figure out how to do properly and unless they do it there's always going to be this class of civilizations as like you know like uh like you know i can't remember who said it but it was like fukuyama who, who was like you know the end of war and then the rea- reality is nowhere in that class of civilizations right we mm-hmm. need to and and we essentially it's like how to how to you know fight against that you know that that impulse that's the big sort of next uh thing coming up but uh, right. you yeah, know, just if we we just push, moving pushing it, the this should not be used. You know, like the the Afghanistan situation should not be used as a crutch or a means for uh, you know for lawmakers or policymakers to tr- argue for um, you know increased uh, presence within the region because. Yeah, Like, we we need to get out, right? Like, everyone needs to get out of that place. Like, Canadians are already leaving. The embassies are shutting down. It's just too problematic.
1: Yeah, but you know, it is too problematic. But, Chris, you know, what about the women and the girls? I know, but uh, like, guess
0: what? Their country doesn't actually care about them. Um, let's be very So fair. do
1: we have, as global citizens... Do we have a responsibility to care for them?
0: Huh? Do we have a responsibility to care for them? Um. By the way of our refugee conventions and our, and our, uh, what's and our requirements and, and, uh, you know, uh, commitments to those conventions and treaties.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you know, Chris, but um, so, uh, I think Biden just earlier today, um, uh, had issued that. Um, the U.S. is going to send or is going to deploy a thousand more troops to Afghanistan so that there's about 5,000 on the ground and that's um, actually to help with their um, their rollout out right and that also includes their patriation out of Afghani nationals who had assisted while the you know the U.S. was there
0: yeah no no absolutely right, their yeah, translators yeah. and
1: stuff like that and so you know i i would say to that is that um you know the forces that are leaving they fully understand that if they leave you know anybody who assisted them is left behind they will be terminated
0: yeah the this has always been a general issue with you know uh the, the translators and the people who who were helping u.s troops during uh you know during the initial occupation right mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, like all those guys they're, they're definitely seen as traitors right they're going to be t- they're, they're, they're going to suffer greatly if they don't get out uh and yes though we have definitely a responsibility towards them because they assisted you know uh essentially our troops right yeah. um and so yeah those definitely those people definitely are you know they they need help but you know it's it's one of those strange things that we are like, we, we don't have the means and methods to, to successfully, you mm-hmm. know, wait, this is, you know, the new Vietnam of the United States, right? They lost, you know, the, the Viet Cong won and they're retaking the city. They're retaking the entire country, right? This is, you know, this is pulling out of, of, you know, denying and, you know, and, 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 you know, all Saigon and all that, this is, this, this is it. This is the, the same event, same, same, same context right and right. and what can I say it's, it's another lost war in US empire that and Iraq right these are lost wars uh, wars that you know sh- realistically speaking we've been in 20 years and we should have pulled out a lot earlier I have no idea why they were continued even further under the Obama administration nothing happened I mean right now Obama Obama's only position right now as you know an ex-president who's finished his two terms is to be Someone who protects his legacy, right? And his legacy right now is just half measures, right? You know, uh-huh. never finish, like never stop the the wars, you know. Never, uh, you know, like his healthcare plan is like, like it is is realistically trash. It's a Republican, you know, Heritage Foundation healthcare plan, right? They're um like, Obama's right now just in legacy protection mode, and yeah. that means though that. It's not in his interest to mm-hmm. ensure that, like, it, what if, like, literally, Obama's been out of office for about eight uh, eight years now, a little under eight years, right? Uh,
1: no, like, it's not eight years. He's been out of office six years. Uh, six years. Almost, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, imagine you know, twelve year, you know, like in the next election, right? Best case scenario happens, and they make a Medicare for all situation, mm-hmm. right? you know amazing like if it ever happens i don't know if it will but if it does that destroys obama's legacy like forever like he his legacy is garbage uh, if that ever occurs so it's in his interest not to to ensure that that doesn't occur (laughs) you know that's like the, the situation we're in is that in the legacy protection stage of a president right they don't have any incentive to ensure that you know more meaningful policy comes ahead because what it does is means that they never that their policy put forward you know doesn't matter like bush's legacy like the bush's legacy is is solidified you know it's the iraq war right that's it obama's legacy is really just obamacare it's got his name on name on it that's it right right and any solution better than that would destroy it and then he would be seen as like i mean. The 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 drone war increased under him, right? The the the, the military expenditure increased under him, right? Yeah. Just in general, like all these, like he, he was a complete disappointment in terms of of a candidate, because there was no real, pu- you know, push forward. This whole change and the idea of 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 you know an actual change in 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 the system, or whatever. Nothing happened. Yeah. In fact, it only divided the country further, right? Right and yeah like that's his legacy right now and you know of like his legacy is like as soon as he leaves office the country snapped back so hard against him that donald mm-hmm. trump you know became president yeah you know um so yeah it, it's this horrible and terrible situation but taking all of this into account you know that you know this, this week in the world right uh there there's just there's just so much happening but i when it comes to Afghanistan's afghanistan situation it is the most unfortunate for the people there who you know don't want to live under you know brutal sort of religious theocracy right however
1: chris you know women yeah. I, I mean lose so yeah. i read you know i read the kite runner i hadn't seen the movie i i read the book it was a, a book i read i picked it up in the airport and I read down the flight home and i couldn't put it down and let me tell you, that was a very like difficult book. Absolutely. But it, it it did dramatize, you know, what
0: yeah, what occurred at what the time, was, you know. Yeah, the... What it
1: occurred at the time, what it was like to be under the Taliban and you know, what had happened over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, they've they use religion to subjugate rape, torture. Women, with little boys, the little girls, like, there's no humanity
0: there. Well, it's, it's so somewhere, somewhere, someone, somewhere, someone figured out where, where allowed it in their book, and that's what allowed it. And that's pretty much all religion, unfortunately, is, you know, legitimacy through impossibility. But nevertheless, you know, Fuck. the people screwed in Afghanistan now are the same people screwed in, you know, our ally Saudi Arabia, yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like you know we allow it for our allies
1: oh and you know what um so it's interesting you say that like i was i've gone down the rabbit hole of instagram and TikTok, and stuff like that right and there's um there's a couple of feeds where they're saudi families and you see that and you can tell they're part of that you know one percent of the one percent of saudi families and they live in this like you know um echelon of luxury and opulence that it's incredible and you can see like the complete separation like all you see are the videos of the men like where's the women
0: yeah i mean the of course it's women are 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 in this position of seen not heard uh, sorry not even seen or heard right Mm -hmm. hidden right the harem is still a thing within saudi arabia among its princes um Uh right like there is if we if we if we strip it down right you know Saudi Arabia, our ally, is 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 a horrible oppressive theocracy as well, right? Right, and you know it it that's the the thing about it. You know Al Qaeda, the Taliban, you know these are Wahhabists fundamentally. That's what they believe in. But yeah, let's. Um... Well,
1: Chris, before we quickly go to our happy place, I want to get your thoughts on the um, the sentencing that happened of um, Michael Spavor the um, and the. The death sentence of Robert Schellenberg that's been upheld by China. And this is in response to Canada holding the CFO of Huawei Meng Wanzhou in Canada, Um, you know, with, uh, with the U.S. asking for extradition.
0: Yeah, I mean that one is a very clear case of you know China just getting back at Canada for arresting Meng Wanzhou, uh, you know, and she is a, a CFO of Huawei and she uh, is the the niece of or or daughter of someone very important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she does live in her luxury in Vancouver awaiting her um, right. It's not like she's trial. living
1: in a prison, and it's yeah. not like she's in labor camps, like. Yeah
0: but like you have to comedians. remember michael spavor and the other guy uh one the other guy michael spavor works in import exports in china and he specifically works uh with import export involving north korea getting around sanctions with china so spavor you know is being held on espionage uh, charges there is quite a possibility that he is in fact a spy <coughs> um mm-hmm. and and the other guy uh, who was sentenced to death he was sentenced to death on drug charges which is equivalent all across asia i mean this is one of those situations that is definitely politically motivated because of of uh the mingwenzu thing but it's also like it's not like like the chinese pick the two perfect targets to do it to, because
1: right. uh, because they can show yeah. they don't have clean hands okay exactly but the, but the but the bigger narrative on this is you know the winter election um winter olympics are coming up i think in uh 2022 yeah and so um i think canada is revisiting whether or not its athletes are going to attend and i think other countries are as well because you know athletes as we've seen you know with the tokyo olympics take you know use the olympics to the you know um for the political position or political stance right and mm-hmm. a lot of athletes have been vocal with about china and their treatment so the question is what are the what would the chinese do to the athletes who Made um, their use the podium to become, um, you know, to express their political expression.
0: Absolutely, and that's one of those things that's going to be a, a big thing, and and it's going to be like a gamble. Who's going to try to do that? And yep. generally speaking, when I when I see that, my 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 thing is like, yeah, the, the, should we should should we you know boycott the the Beijing Olympics? Yeah, I I think that you know if the you know Canadian Canadians should definitely do that because you know there's Canadians right. who are in prison right um for you know uh for whatever reasons uh, and taking that into account um yeah all in all the olympics you know are the olympics are are like a gross and disgusting sport right and, and a system like fifa but it like, you don't want to take that away from these athletes who's, who literally try so hard, right? I mean...
1: Yeah, no, I understand that. But at the same time, you have to think, you have to balance it against their safety. Yeah. Right? I, China, I, you know, it's flexing its, um, its a geopolitical arm as yeah. much as possible, right? Absolutely. And um, there's, you can't trust it not to act within those international norms. And, um, you know, uh, countries have to look at protecting their international so i completely and i feel for the athletes but you have to also look at um yeah you know what uh, protecting them right um i do think canada needs to become stronger flex more of its political muscle start building it up you know so it's you know um and um I, i think canada needs to be a lot more stronger than it has been in the past
0: yeah, I mean, Canada, unfortunately, its soft power when it comes to China is, is so limited. I mean, what can we actually do to, to China? What can the United States do to China?
1: Well, right. I can tell you what they can do, they can create their own block
0: well they need to but the u.s yeah. like the unfortunately u.s business is so tied with chinese enterprise and and you know like they're all getting into that chinese market right whether it's oh actually one thing i do want to talk about something that uh wow god but the, the the war room will continue i want to talk about this one thing
1: <laughs> okay sorry guys because i have to add Sweet. this on
0: uh don't worry i think our, our happy place is quite short this week we're only really talking about ted lasso uh, but um this is the the final thing that I want to add on. Apple is changing its terms of services because they are introducing machine learning on de- on-device machine learning. To uh, I believe the the purpose of this on-device machine learning uh, is protection of children. They are Apple's uh on de- algorithm will be scanning all of your photos on your devices for child pornography and then you and then sending it off to uh um. Uh, Are you kidding? Yes. No. 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 So if uh,
1: if a parent takes a picture of their kids on the beach and them having fun,
0: yes, it will. Here's the thing: the algorithm will scan it. We'll see, you know, perhaps like a kid's ass cheek or something, right? Put it up. You know, and and then it would go to a manual review with a human person, and that human person then will, will what's it called? Will will inform um, whether it's uh, the authorities or, in some cases, if it's uh, an exa- an example they provided, an underage person with an underage person doing, uh, uh, what's it called? Sort of sexual. So acts. all of
1: those, like you know, sexting they, and stuff like yeah, that, is going to be.
0: Yeah, they, they will uh, among underage people, right? That's going to then right. be flagged you know, seen by a person and then they're going to inform your parents. (laughs) Right. Like,
1: right. But here's the thing. So here's the question, Chris, Um, from the phone capturing the image and sending it to um, a live person to review. Isn't that a form of pornography?
0: In a sense. But it doesn't matter because even like take it even if you take their 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 claim at face value. Right. All right. We're doing it to protect the children, right? To stop child pornography. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, pause. All right. How is it, that, can this technology be used for anything else?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And very easily, we I can see this technology being used in like Qatar or Saudi Arabia to go after the LGBT community, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, ju- by using this machine learning. This is like the biggest invasion of privacy that Apple has ever done. This is literally them spying on your photos, right? In, in, in an autocratic way through and through this is horrifying i i I see this entirely as
1: fyi um, the terms and conditions haven't come up yet
0: yeah they're they're going to be coming up and apple is not I, i don't think apple is going to be pushing against this because i just told you and you didn't know right uh this is not something that people actively know about it's one of those things that apple put out uh, the only reason why i know about it is because you know for some reason my twitter follows uh edward snowden <laughs> and right. he he put out this he put out this thing he, he i think his quote definitely was that uh we, they've turned a trillion dollars worth of devices into Einarch's right mm-hmm. and and that's the situation that we're in is that you know we we have you know what looks like very very clear privacy issues that are going to be you know they're going to be. This is ripe for abuse, right? Yeah. The, this system, right. right? And and whether or not, I mean.
1: Well, you know, it's going to happen in India, and you're right in these autocratic countries, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Middle East. Yeah. Uh, and
0: so, what can I say? Yeah, I get. The, I mean, it
1: could be used even, um, you know, for um, political um, sabotage.
0: Exactly, and so all in all this is this is incredibly dangerous this is i think a move by apple who has in the past tried to you know get further into china and part of that you know involving trying to definitely ask for sometimes backdoors into certain stuff or censorship um, mm-hmm. and so yeah this is this is horrible i mean i'm i'm not like android is is, is, is garbage too but the reality is you know, when it comes to privacy but you know like they're, they're you know i have no proof that apple, that you know Android is doing this. I do have proof that you know Apple will be. So, mm-hmm. what can I say? This is this is a huge. Like I know people who are who are getting off of Apple with this, right? Because the the level of of, of privacy that they lose with the idea that yeah, just there is an algorithm scanning your and these algorithms are not perfect. It's going to be scanning your photos. It's going to you know like what happens like if like take it someone else right like someone has their nudes on there and the algorithm flags it. All of a sudden a real person is going to get access to your shit. No, this right. this is horrible. Um, you know, if there's like, and who knows where the abuse can go further and, and how this will be applied in other circumstances to other people. So yeah, all in all, this, like this last piece of news, that that this is like a huge piece of tech news that, that really pisses me off. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the world we live in, I guess. Um, so yeah, let's try to jump out of this because we've been doing our, our, our war room for almost an hour now. Oh, more yeah. than an hour.
1: I think it has been more than an hour. So, on that that note, we're going to pivot to our happy place. And um, happy place, we're going to talk about Ted Lasso. But, Chris, before we do that, um, I just wanted to quickly. So, this week, I started to watch the original Star Trek series. Okay. Okay? And can I tell you, there's so many Easter eggs that paid off in the movies and in... The uh, other, um, uh, you know, show Star Trek shows that came in um, after in the in the nineties.
0: Really, yeah I, yeah, I definitely believe it. You watch the original series and you realize how much like it, you know, how much like you know TNG like needs that for heavy lifting later on. How much other shows require it, you know, how much the movies are constantly. You know, no, like... but
1: it, it. So a classic one was you know the the episode where. Nounen Singh Khan, or Khan Noonan Singh Space comes heat, yeah. in right right so um, and it's funny is because the very end of that episode it you know he's um, Kirk turns on to Spock and says it'll be interesting to see what you know how they've changed the world right and we all know what that happened yeah right in the major, so yeah. yes <laughs> so the, for, with the Roth O'Connor like I mean there's like major payoffs afterwards yeah. so i i'm thinking that you know what if you are going to be writing for star trek you need to watch the original yeah, <laughs> Star yeah i, need trek to, before I, you I
0: definitely need to go through the original star trek again yeah um and like pay a lot more attention that's like but me, that's like i'm like i'm going to probably do like a run of like enterprise and then star trek the original series and then you know tng and then you know like go through all them again okay. oh uh i know you probably didn't have in the chance but lower decks has returned
1: Oh, has it? Okay, cool. I yeah. will will look at that. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Marvel just released their first What If, yeah. but I haven't seen it. So that's something that we'll, we'll um, check in with you guys next week after our um, Ted Lasso um, summary. And that is a great segue into our newest episode of Ted Lasso
0: man okay so this was a christmas episode which was an interesting (laughs) sort of take you know like uh i've not like the christmas episode sort of thing is 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 a really smart move on their part because you know it's sort of low stakes right you know it doesn't really mess with (coughs) with you know like any established continuity it doesn't move the story forward but it is a nice sort of like heartwarming thing and like, yeah and it was a very nice christmas episode because you know it's yeah, like it it's was. like it's sort of like the first christmas where where ted you know is really alone and i mean one of the big things about this christmas episode really i think was the um, like uh, the higgins household and and all yeah, that happened there like that they're... one was very special
1: so uh, just to give context to everybody um they Higgins invites the players who have not been able to return home to come to his house during Christmas. you know, on Christmas day. And, and, you know, he's going to do that again. And there's only going to be, and he says, you know, only one or two players usually turn up. Yeah. Right. And so what you have is, you know, you, you have the scene where the Higgins are celebrating their Christmas. They've exchanged their, their gifts and, you know, and, um, you know, they're having, you know, him and his wife are having an exchange and he's like, oh, we've, you know, we should probably clean up because everybody will be here. You know, the handful of guys are gonna show up. Our guests will come in in a couple of hours and the doorbell rings and they have their first guest. Yeah, right?
0: Sam's like, hey, I was in the neighborhood and I really gotta go to the washroom. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry,
1: like... so can I come in, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and steadily what happens is more and more players show up and eventually you have the whole house full of players for the first time and he's like and his wife's like where are we gonna put all of these people like how can we do this and yeah it's like where like, are they well, where's everyone the gonna
0: sit it's like yeah. like that's the the, the big sort it's like wait if we think about it it's like we don't even have enough like seats for people like they they're not having an yeah. issue with food everyone bought something right um
1: they've f- bought food and drinks
0: yeah and uh, uh, the French guy bringing a supermodel along because that's sort of what he does. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Zorro, uh, the, the French Canadian, he brought poutine. <laughs> oh, did he know? Yeah, it's like it's in the scene where they are actually eating, and like everyone's putting, like you see the long, like how they ended up seating everybody. It's like there's a there's like an ironing board and like a surfboard yes. and everything, like just to get people, uh, everyone seating and eating, uh, but. Yeah, it was it was a really and yeah, and there you can see Zero like he's he's pouring poutine for everybody because that's sort of yeah everyone brought something right. It's very Canadian. But yeah, yeah, but it was it it was what can I say? It was a great episode, um, you know because it it really took a break from like the serious stuff around it, right? Episode four, which is which is good because we were moving sort of breakneck at sort of like plot speed, you know right. of what was going I,
1: on. Yeah, I was actually surprised that Jimmy Tart didn't show up. <laughs>
0: no he didn't he sort of like you know he just did his own thing he uh sort of like you know he provided a gift you know for the secret Santa. oh the secret santa thing was very interesting in the beginning yeah uh you know <laughs> like how that worked out um yeah but uh, all uh, in all
1: right the secret santa was each player had a secret santa and you know and um they would have to um yeah and then the jamie exchange. goes
0: like yeah. i didn't get anyone a present i was like why secret santa I was like, it was a secret <laughs> you know it was like yeah. it's a secret
1: and they're like wow yeah they're like god damn it man <laughs> wow
0: yeah he's like and then he gets like they give him like a balvaney they quickly like wrap it up from and he goes like god bless me everyone yeah <laughs> and
1: they're like what what yeah
0: he's, uh but nevertheless you know that that character was um you no know, but like the episode was was generally low stake you know it was it was oh um but definitely when ted and uh um oh why, why can't i remember her name
1: um, uh, would that be Rebecca?
0: Uh, Chris? yeah, are yeah, 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 Rebecca? yeah, yeah, it's Rebecca. Yeah. When, when Chris and Rebecca, sorry, when, uh, when Ten and Rebecca are, are sort of just like going around, like, you know, doing their, you know, like normal sort of Christmas thing, uh, you know, just like. Oh, oh my God! Roy Kent and his little adventure. This, this thing. Oh,
1: that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it's like a boy said that like I need I, like my breath is stinks, right? And like he goes like Which boy? Like where does he yeah, live? <laughs> right? Yeah. And then
1: they're like, No, 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 he's lying. Can't be that bad. And then they, they do like, oh, like oh my God! <laughs> and his uh, and so they spend their Christmas going house to house. Drawing like are you uh, a finding dentist? a dentist. <laughs> yeah, are you, right. a de- are you a dentist? Oh,
0: did you notice that the the dentist house when they like uh, the the guy uh, one of the guys in the dentist house is that dude? Like, yo, let's get an ussie
1: Yes, yes. I was <laughs> yeah. like, why is this guy everywhere? Opening credit. <laughs>
0: yeah. not, not only opening, but it's like later, like towards the end of Wait. the first season, he showed up like randomly next to Jamie Tart. Go like, yo, can I get a picture? It's like what? <laughs> it's, right? It,
1: Didn't uh, Jamie Tart like throw his phone or something? Yeah. And he's like what? <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's,
0: it's one of those things that I was just like, Oh wow, it's like this secret hidden character, right? Who's like like yeah. I I like the fact that it's like, yeah, it's just this hidden character. There's nothing really like crazy going on with it. It's just sort of like an in joke for it. Amazing. It was hilarious and I loved everybody. Uh it I was a good two. another great it. episode through and through.
1: It was. And you know, we've said this before and we're gonna say it again, is that it continues to you know, build. I, I, you know, the episodes get better as the season, you know, as the season is progressing I, and I love that.
0: Yeah. And uh, thankfully this was low stakes, but uh, it, what it did, what this episode did do is is sort of hold us off until the, the next sort of big thing that's coming up, which is uh, of course, you know, like the team's financial situation, the air Dubai um, problem that Sam started uh, in the previous episode. Right. And yeah. uh, you know, the 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 stakes coming out with that. Rupert still hasn't shown up four episodes into the season, so he's gonna show up soon, I think. Right? Yep. Um I so, I agree. Yeah, so yeah, we're 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 sort of like in this holding period in the season with, and there's a lot to, uh there's a lot to go on that one. Um But yeah, we do. Lasts.
1: We do, we normally get like ten episodes, right? So we're three episodes I could you believe it we're only three episodes in.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of like we're 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 just now we're really no we're actually four. this was the fourth episode
1: was this the fourth episode
0: yeah this was the fourth one uh but i'm sorry still, yeah fourth still episode. four episodes in. like like this is they took a real break in terms of like you know like the, the the main plot line uh in the episode so yeah no we're four episodes in um and so yeah i'd like to see where, where they're going for because you know like the big sort of thing about the season is like the, the big sort of rounding idea you know of this season is you know um getting out of relegation mm-hmm. right and then getting back to the premier league getting back you know yeah and, and and like sort of like just getting into that position so you know that that's sort of where we are right now and um like when we when we get back to that a plot and away from this sort of like nice little side story you know about christmas you know um you know a Christmas episode. You know all the way here in august <laughs> right um right. how do you feel about that by the way like i don't mind uh like christmas episodes i just generally like them when they're around christmas you know what
1: i mean i'm i'm okay with it you have to take into account right like when they're publishing it so i'm not surprised that we had it but yeah it's uh, i'm okay with it it doesn't like really bother me absolutely feels more but here's the thing is, Chris, during the holidays, during Christmas, there's so much going on anyways, right? Like how with family, friends, events, and stuff like that, it's... The Witcher, um, you know? The yeah, Witcher, yeah, right. So, I mean, to have it now, I'm I'm happy.
0: So, I mean, one of the things... Because this episode really didn't tie into any of the larger plot around it in, in any, like, very, very clear and uh, ways, right? You could have played this episode... Um, I mean, this episode could have fit into season one, right? Because there, there's no reference to any of the the events happening around it. Um, and so with that in mind, I would have thought, like, this would have been a great episode to have in your back pocket and release as Christmas as a one-off, you know, one-off Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think that would have been a, a good way to do it because it, it, it's really a good Christmas story that thankfully doesn't rely on on the like it does it just relies on your knowledge of the characters and not knowledge of the plot uh, of the previous stuff around it so yeah i think this would have been a great um i i i really wish that this came out you know during the during christmas because i think that that would have been a little i think that would have been a great you know i i, I like it you know it's like little one-offs hey here's your ted lasso uh, like little holdover right um i love it when they when they do that when they give us like you know these one-off christmas specials to hold us over for the next season right yeah um yeah. whether and we've seen a lot of pandemic specials come out for some reason and like reunions and pandemic reunions and like uh like like zoom call style episodes of shows uh show up uh in and during the pandemic so yeah i think this would have been this would have also worked very well mm-hmm. if they if they had it in you know as a christmas one off special you know at around christmas because uh the, I, it's not a complaint in the episode because the episode was really fun and great uh it's mm-hmm. just the episode really was a standalone right and 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 sort of and stood on its own merits not part of the larger plot around you um and so yeah I, I because of that i was like this could have been played at christmas without a problem and we could have gotten to the next episode easily right uh it's still a great episode and you're not going to say christmas episodes are really hard to do but if you do them right it's amazing
1: hmm.
0: right um and i like the intro sequence that was all claymation what is that
1: sorry i shut this <laughs>
0: all right so technical difficulties while she figures that out um i'm going to just say yeah this is a must watch uh all all things considered all right i think she's back i'm going to bring her back in all right sorry about that i muted you just for a second while that was going on Uh, i'm so
1: sorry that was like i was trying to figure this out and i did not know what i'm so sorry i apologize that was so disrespectful i really really am sorry guys no worries um, no worries uh I my was,
0: phone went off too like my alarm went off for some reason earlier in the episode so I, was and like, I didn't know hell?
1: how to like turn it off fast enough you know when you're like trying to like just turn it off and it's not happening you're like oh my god
0: yeah it's just it's yeah it, it is what it is no worries man it, it happens literally all the time but uh yeah so the yeah, what can I say? It was a great episode. Uh, I, Ted Lasso is the thing that I wait for every week. I'm just so excited yeah. for.
1: You know what? Me too.
0: Um... The, there's one other show that I was watching that finished this week. Um, it's sort of I, like, this is one of those things that I don't expect anyone else to watch. I just want to throw a recommendation out there. Uh, star Wars, the bad batch. It's a animated, uh, star Wars show. It takes place, uh, uh right after revenge of the Sith and like, like immediately right after, and it deals more with what, like, you know, dealing with what happened to all the clones, right. Yeah. Post, uh, revenge of the Sith and we're right. really um and then of course it, it really is tying into some mandalorian and boba fett stuff because it, you know there's a revelation of boba fett has a sister um uh like there's like, there's a whole bunch of really other stuff. yeah so boba fett is a clone of django right right and but there's another clone of django uh that was also created that is uh a female version of him right and okay. so at uh omega uh, uh like they essentially like boba is known as alpha and she's omega um and so yeah he has a a sister uh who's being protected by you know the the titular uh bad batch the the group uh that is helping her out and um it deals with the you know with you know with the bounty hunters and stuff like that i i suspect that you know they're they're building up these characters because that's what you know dave filoni does right he builds up these characters in the animated shows and Mm -hmm. then he'll bring them on to the live action like ahsoka was an animated character she was brought into the mandalorian live action uh the dark saber was shown in the mandalore was shown in the the clone wars and star wars rebels yeah right and then brought into the live action uh with the book of boba fett coming out later this year i suspect that uh you know boba fett's sister omega will show up i suspect bounty hunters such as cad bane might show up right um Mm -hmm. you know like there's like we're gonna definitely get into that other side of it and uh but and then on top of it like they're definitely showing like the 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 cloning process of what's like the future like cloning process and like tying in some of that mandalorian like dr pershing right like dr pershing from Mm -hmm. the mandalorian who was looking at who was trying to get grogu baby yoda right um Like they're introducing like those scientists um, and the facility that that they created because uh, a major plot point in the series is do you remember an attack of cl- the clones the the cloning facility on the planet Kamino? Yep. Right. They the, like the 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 entire point of the show they have literally just destroyed it. Like they this this period is really about phasing out the clones because clone, literally uh, what like like you know the joke like stormtroopers are garbage. Yep and the reason really is and like but the clone troopers were amazing they killed off all the jedi right right it's like why would they Well, like why are the stormtroopers garbage it's because they ended the clone program because it was too expensive like it it, like if you think about it's like the reason why the empire falls is because of literal bureaucratic like penny pinching and going like oh no we'll just get regular we'll just get regular people they'll do the job you know it's like they're they're poorly trained it doesn't matter but we got a ton of them and we can constantly switch them out Right. It doesn't matter if they're died, They're just cannon fodder. So like it's it's like we're, we're it, like it's showing essentially that the seeds of the fall of the empire with with these small scale things. And then and the stuff around it, The uh, hopefully, you know, we're what can I say? I really enjoy like some of these smaller scale stuff, especially, you know, something like, you know, the character of the clones in the Clone War, because that I felt that wasn't well done in the movies, especially the prequels is like the whole Clone Wars itself. Right, it's just mm-hmm. supposed to be this major event, and we literally start with it and end with it. Like, it's we 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 see the start of it and we see the end of it. We don't see it, the actual war itself. First, you right. know, for a series called Star Wars, you know, there's not a lot of like actual you know wars, <laughs> right? Right, right. right. Um,
1: there's a lot of stars, but no, uh, a limited warring.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of battles, but not actual wars. Wars, right? Yeah. Um, you know, against you know like major powers. Uh, and so uh what can i say uh like the like we we they skipped all the clone wars but they it was worth seeing and uh you know like the animated shows were great too but the, the reason why the animated shows are now required is because of things like the Mandalorian and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grand Admiral Thron was, you know, he was previously a canon character taken out of canon by Disney, brought back into the canon by the cartoon show. So, yeah, like, and I know he's going to be a major player for the Mandalorian, for the Ahsoka show, for the Rangers of the New Republic. Right. right um so yeah so but yeah that show just ended 16 episodes and uh yeah just wanted to, to keep that in the thing i do believe we have gone over our lot of time by a significant amount though
1: yeah we have and so on that note you can't stop the what
0: you can't stop the signal guys thank you
1: thank you for joining us bye-bye